It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom and Andrew Muldog Molinaroli. Here we are, one week left in the Supercoach regular season. Hopefully you're not staring down the barrel being this your last week in the competition. I know many of our listeners going very well in the overall, keen for the information we're going to give this week. Captain's choices high on our agenda. Uh, we've also got a bunch of tweets to get through uh, later on in the show. I am Paulie G, of course, Andrew Moldog Molinaroli, not with us this week again. Hopefully we'll be back next week. He's back on deck, just unavailable tonight. But Ryan MS always with us, of course. Ryan, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Very good indeed. Um, we're almost here. The light is certainly shining in that tunnel, and uh, I can't wait for Supercoach finals just around the corner. Um, Peter Hanscom joining us, of course, as always. How are you, Pete? Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. It's, uh, it's always good to get down to finals time at the end of the season. It's gone very quickly, I have to say. It, ha- it has, it has indeed, and um, tell you what, uh, your Dragons, we're going to talk about them very, very shortly. Got to mention, um, no Pat Lyons either tonight from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, so we're going to do the injury report on his behalf. Not so much to go through really this week. Um, Luke Brooks out for up to five weeks with a knee injury, um, not really super coach relevant anyway. Um, I guess the big news is that Robbie Farron not named to replace him. Um, Their scans on Brooks' left knee have revealed a posterior cruciate ligament tear with club medical staff expecting the 21-year-old to miss between three and five weeks with the injury. That's from the West Tigers' website. Um, Jack Littlejohn gets the spot ahead of Farrah. Greg Eastwood, um, he's only just got back from six weeks out with a knee injury. He had a hamstring... um, strain and Des has us saying he could miss several weeks so Tony Williams back via the bench but again probably not looking at um, those sorts of players this time of year. Luke Keary gone for the year it looks like um, although scans um, we haven't heard about scans that he was due to go to yesterday um, but obviously moving to the Roosters next year so probably played his last game for the club and Jonathan Thurston, uh, Ryan, I guess I'll ask you, he's playing out, well, the Cowboys, his team's playing our boys, the Tigers, on Sunday at Leichhardt, what could be a, a rather muddy, soggy Leichhardt, because there is rain around Sydney this week. Not named. Pat Lyons said last week he would probably be out for two weeks, but I guess with all the rumours and innuendo going around on Saturday night, how he tr- warmed up with the side, he wanted to play, didn't end up taking the field. Is he any chance of playing this Sunday, do you think, or is he on ice for one more uh, round at least? Well, look, if I was part of the Cowboys um, the Cowboys squad, I'd be um, saying to him to have the one more week. Um, so he's right, you know, uh, going from, going from uh, into the finals. Uh, if he was training with them um, last week, then surely he's a chance this week as well. Um, but perhaps it's a case of Jonathan Thurston versus the medical staff. Um, yeah, I, I can't see him playing. Like, I, you don't normally get over a hamstring um, that quickly. 
and without repercussions, basically. So, yeah, I I, I don't think he'll play, but uh, yeah, but Jonathan Thurston is is a, a champion player, so I have no doubt that he'll be trying. And Pete, it does affect not only you and Jonathan Thurston, but the players around him because they all cop a bit of a down tick with him not on the park. Absolutely. Well, we saw last week, you know, the Cowboys try their guts out against Melbourne, but ultimately uh, they fell short and, you know, only scoring, what was it, eight points up there at home. It showed, like, their effort was there, but just their finish, their sets of six. And so, yeah, their outside backs um, are getting the, the amount of um, the points that you would normally expect. You know, it affects people like Lachlan Coote, whose role then changes within the team um, and, and their forwards, of course, as well, don't quite you may not quite uh, get the points that you would otherwise uh, have with Thurston in the side directing things. All right, and that uh, injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, of course, we expect Pat Lyons back with us next week. You can go and visit him down um, in Coogee if you live in the Sydney area. Give um, him a call, 0296596667. Go to his website, www.coogeebay.physio or ours, www.supercoachpros.com. And if you go to ours, you get the 20% off as a Supercoach Pros friend off your first visit. And it's not just sports injuries, of course. Back and neck injuries is especially of his as well. Definitely worth to get it uh, or take a visit down to see Pat. Uh, if required, let's move on to uh, the round 21 wrap. Jordan Rapana leading the way for the Raiders, 134 points. Josh Mansour, 117. He is flying high since returning from New South Wales origin. Jared Croker, another centre and winger that you really need to own. 113 points for him as the Raiders continue on their merry way. Andrew Fafita, well, we knew that if he got a game where, you know, it was going to be tight up the middle, um, he would shine, and he certainly did that particularly his second stint on the park, uh, just unstoppable. Um, Tom Jabrovich, um, 100 points for him for the Seagulls. In that game, that marquee game against the Knights, Jamie Burra, 99 in the same game. And Sean Johnson, Ryan, 95 points for the Warriors. He did it again in a golden point, just uh, simply scintillating. Yep, <laughs> he's pretty good, um, that kid. Uh, yeah, look, New Zealand finally got one in in golden point and yeah it was no actually no surprise to see that it was um sean johnson actually scoring a try to win it golden try uh, been all the rage yeah, golden try. <laughs> exactly <laughs> last night it is it is Go, uh, you know field goals are uh passe as uh, james maloney <laughs> proved on monday yes. all right um, we've, we've got to talk now dragons pete um Teams that are gone for 2016, I know we talked about it two weeks ago. Eels and Rabbitohs were the two teams we said, really, now, stay away from them. Target who they're playing against. It did turn out. It seems like the Dragons gave their all Friday night, came up short. I know they've got another shot at it this Thursday against a similarly struggling side in Brisbane. But uh, can we put a line through your team? I mean, you would know better than, than most, having seen every game this year. Yeah, well, um, it, it hasn't been a great year. As we know they just can't get the points and attack. And if you've got their most of their, their outside backs in the super coach, probably with the exception of you and Aiken, you've been in a fair bit of trouble. Um, well, you shouldn't have them now if you're intending to, to win your comp or get into the finals, then you'd be getting rid of them. Um, 
they really, I was really impressed with it, particularly the second half effort last week against Canterbury. At the end of the day, I thought they were a little bit unlucky not to win it, actually, with a couple of couple of decisions there that just didn't, you know, within play, that just didn't quite go their way. Um, however, they've also uh, compounded the problem because two of their best players, Tyson Frizzell, is out now for um, making contact with the referee. He's out for a week. And Joel Thompson is also out for a high shot on Josh Jackson. So that's going to leave two massive holes in that team on Thursday night. Personally, I think they can still beat Brisbane, but whether they can string some wins together to make the finals and looking at their for and against, I think they're absolutely gone and I think that you're better off looking elsewhere for um, for your super coach team as well. It's just um, not the Dragons' year. They need to look at their attack big time for next year. I'd like to read something out, um, just going back a couple of years, first of all. Tigers and the Titans in 2014, both, um, you know, like the Dragons, mid, midfield for much of the season and then both falling away quite badly towards the end. Um, if you have a look at their for and against, this is super coach for and against I'm talking now, in each round leading to the end compared to the averages. Their team was scoring rounds 20, 5.6 points per player lower than the average for the Tigers, 6.3 for the Titans. Round 21, 7.7 and 12.5. Round 22, 14.9 and 3.7. This is less per player. Round 23, 14.4, 4.6. I think you get the drift. It goes all the way through. And meanwhile, against, you had the Tigers giving up 10.4 more points than per player um, than the average in rounds 20. The Titans were 1.3 better, but not much. The Tigers were 2.6 better in round 21, but the Titans were 2.3 worse. Titans were 2.2 worse in round 22. The Tigers are whopping 22.7 supercoach points per player worse. 13.3 in round 23, the Titans 5.2. The Titans 9.6 and 24. Look, it just keeps going on. It's the same trend. Warriors, last year, we all know what happened to them post the Sean Johnson injury. Nine points less in round 19 than their, uh, they scored than other, or per player than other teams. 3.5 round 20, 3.8 round 21, 10.8 round 22. Everyone was less until round 26. They never, um, in as far as, um, as an opponent, they always let in more super coach points than the average from round 19 to round 26 per player points like 9.8 in round 19, 3.2 round 20, 0.7 round 21, 9.2 round 22, 7.7 round 23, 18.3 per player round 24, 12.2 round 25. Look, this is as clear as it gets. We've already seen it the way Souths have uh, thrown in the towel. We've called it a couple of weeks ago. It can't be clearer than that. The Dragons now are in trouble and it's not just about not having their players, but it's about targeting who's playing against them. Um, let's look at the captain's choices for round 22. Very important topic for you overall listeners in particular. But even at this stage of the year, you might be fighting for a top eight or a top four berth in your Supercoach finals, even if you're playing head-to-head. It's really critical. Really good scores at the moment without a good captain's choice. Um, still only top 20, top 30%. 
it's so critical. We're going to talk about tactics for captains in our tweet segment later in the show. Looking straight up, the predictor, Brett Morris, is the lead one. Obviously very risky, but against the Knights, you love that matchup. Moses M. by Josh Reynolds right up there. Bryce Cartwright, Panthers v. the Roosters is another one, but it's a Monday night game. Makes it trickier. Maybe you're using the vice-captain loophole. Sean Johnson's a good one. Um, Ryan, we're going to talk about that mat, you know, that game in detail when we get to the previews, but Sean Johnson v. the Titans, who had a huge game last night. Um, there's a lot lot to like, like about that as a safer captain's option, which still has that high upside. Absolutely. Um, I 100% agree with that little assessment. Um, the way the Warriors are going... Um, they're, you know, they've been very close the last, you know, three or four weeks, and they've cracked uh, and they cracked a win. Um, the Titans uh, really played uh, their guts out last night um, to get a draw, so there's going to be a little dip there surely. So I, I think that's a really good option. Trent Merrin, Andrew Fafita, Paul Gallen, yeah, even Corey Parker against the Dragons we just mentioned probably safer options. If you're looking at really high upside, though, maybe you're looking those other guys, even guys like Will Hoppawati, Cameron Munster, you know, probably uh, good options. But that's that's the sort of circle that you should be uh, looking at as a rough guide. Um, let's move on to the price predictors and um, the gains. Bunty Afoa has been named on the bench this week. He's predicted to go up the highest, but we don't see as much upside now. Thompson's returned. Tane Milne is right up there again after a big bump last week. Jordan Rapana, well, he's back at it. If you're going to bring in a centre and winger, bring him in this week. You could say the same with Conrad Harrell. He's also right up there, um, already hitting close to 300,000. He'll go over that mark this week. It's just going massive. Maybe you want both. Blake Ferguson's making a bit of a run for the Roosters. Um, we expect them to continue to go well. They may even knock the Panthers off this week. Probably still not looking at Ferguson as an as a obvious option unless it's in your fan sports lineup. Ethan Lowe's there for the Cowboys, certainly playing at a high level at the moment. Um, also, David Fusatua, Joey Lalea, Jake Friend, other ones there that you may be interested in. And even though he's not likely to play this week, Jonathan Thurston will get an increase when he finally does make the field as well. One uh, good one to know. For the losses, well, um, Jack Whiten's probably the most notable of the losses list. Not a lot of big names there. Cameron Munster's still due to drop quite a bit. Uh, if you were able to somehow make that move, you would have probably done it last week. Um, otherwise, you're just holding on to him as one of your keepers. Um, and then you're looking at, at guys that you probably don't own at the moment. Chad Townsend, Suilasi, Vunivalu, uh, Michael Morgan. Michael Gordon, I should say. Not Michael Morgan. Michael Gordon and Curtis Rona. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. We do it each and every week. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe there or download uh, at www.supercoachpros.com. We've also got the recaps already up there. And, of course, we do the previews each and every week, give you up-to-date information, also good for your fan sports lineups. Um, and, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros, where you can ask us questions. We're happy to try and help any time of the week. Um, I think we might have missed one last week. I feel bad about that one. 
Um, but most of the time, we can get to you at any time, but particularly for this show, we've got a bunch to read out a little bit later, but now it's time for the preview for this round. Dragons feed the Broncos. Um, Will Matthews comes in for the suspended Joel Thompson. Um, Tyrone McCarthy's onto the bench. Mitch Rain named at hooker, but Jack Marchetto may start there like he did last week. Tyson Frizzell was named, but um, we've heard tonight he's suspended, so possibly Tarek Sims starts. He was pretty good against the Bulldogs. Maybe Jacob Host is another option there for their coach, Paul McGregor. For the Broncos, Alex Glenn's been dropped to the bench as Sam Dido returns, as does Josh Maguire. So Jai Arrow also on that five-man bench. Herman Assese omitted. Parker's the best here. Oates and Milford have good upgrades. Look bit risky at the moment until we see something but if they are going to do it it will be this week and Jack DeBellin best for St George who we talked about a bit earlier Pete both teams are desperate to win this one can you trust anyone super coach wise well <clears throat> that's a good question I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring and as, as you mentioned there's some some weather hanging around um, Sydney and the, and the south coast so it's in Wollongong so you know, um, super coach wise, I'd like you can't go past Kurt Mann, can you? Like, he's been a, a try scoring machine when he's been in first grade for the Dragons, particularly compared to his teammates. He's been very good. Uh, Aitken has been consistent. Um, Milne, we mentioned, was a good cheapie from before. Um, on the other side of things, oh, gee, it's it's hard to pick. Like, Hunt and Milford have gone right off the boil, so. I'd be steering very, very clear of them. Um, maybe Darius Boyd, Corey Oates should be about my picks there. Uh, but, gee, that Broncos team is in bad form at the moment. Seen some low scores between those two teams in contests go, um, seasons go by. Eels and the Sea Eagles. Michael Jennings returns for Parramatta. Manu Ma'u goes to the back row. Bo Scott's also... Back in the lineup, Kenny Edwards, Penny Terrapo back on the bench. Daniel Ivaro is also named on the interchange. Danny Wicks um, gets the starting Guernsey, although we may see them swap again. David Gowers, 18th man, no Rory O'Brien. Manly have picked the same 17, although Nate Miles and Matt Parcell uh, have been named on an extended bench. Still no Jamie Lyon. Jack? Jabrovic, Jake Jabrovic, I should say, has the best opportunity here from Jamie Brewer and Tom Jabrovic, possibly Clint Gutherson against his old club for the Eels, but it is risky, Ryan. Um, if probably any last lingering Parramatta players, you've got to trade them out, you would think, if you've got trades up your sleeve. But can you play these Seagulls with um, some confidence? They're on a bit of a roll. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Um, you mentioned the Dripovich brothers. Um, they're obviously up there. Um, Bureau, who has been impressing the last couple of weeks, um, both uh, just in regular footy terms and um, also supercoach-wise, uh, they're probably your main three um, that I would recommend um, to floor, perhaps, uh, if you're that way inclined. Um Gutherson and Gordon for the Eels, well, look, um, both those guys are trying really hard, um, but Gutherson isn't a 5'8". He's, you know, feeling in there, doing a great job. Uh, but, yeah, they just don't have that strike because they have so many players out and their season is kind of uh, all over now. So, uh, yeah, get on the Eagles all the way. Could be a good fan sports one as well on your Friday night uh, contests there. 
Knights and the Bulldogs. Jared Mullins back for uh, Jack Cogger. Corbin Sims is in the back row. Daniel Saifiti, front row. David Barner, 18th man. Pat Matautia gets recalled on the bench for the Bulldogs. Tony Williams is back on the bench with Raymond for Taylor Mariner starting as Greg Eastwood is injured. Um, All the Bulldogs getting big upticks here, particularly Brett Morris. But you've got guys like Embi, Reynolds, Hopawade, even Perrett could do well. Pete, we've seen most teams go large for the Knights. Um, I guess Canterbury notoriously don't have that style, but can they take advantage here? You would expect so, wouldn't you? Like, um, you talk about Parramatta's season over. Newcastle's has been well and truly over for a long time and really mainly only turned it on for half a game last week. So, yeah, the only um, for Canterbury, yeah, the players you mentioned, you'd expect them to have a field day. As you said, they're not really that sort of team. I'd, I'd be looking more at the other games if you can. But, yeah, you mentioned Brett and Josh Morris um, to go well. Will Hopawati, you expect to go particularly well. Um, Rona's not scoring the amount of tries he was on the wing. But, yeah, and you know, it's a couple of those forwards there. You, they, if they turn up and play the full 80, they should put a cricket score on them. But plenty of things have happened, I guess, for Newcastle. Nathan Ross would be about the only one you'd look at. Yeah, they've suffered a few injuries, I guess, and suspensions. Luckily, um, at least, Mullen back for this one. Let's move Mm. on to a game that should be simply outstanding, much like last night's, the Sharks and the Raiders. Sam Takatizi is named to start ahead of Matt Pryor, but that will probably swap again like they do pretty much every game. James Maloney could be suspended, so either Jack Bird or Farmanu Brown will go to 5'8". Ricky Lutelli would be the option if it's Bird. Uh, to move into the centres. For the Raiders, Brenko Lee replaces his cousin, Edric, who's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Still no Paul Vaughan or Sean Fensom. Um, Andrew Fafita and Paul Gallon are really good here. We saw what Fafita can do just last night. Um, Gallon also put up good numbers. Um, Lalia, Rapana and Whitehead are best for the Raiders, but there are down ticks for all. We know Cronulla um, usually roll up their sleeves and very good defending on their line as well, so harder to get those big 17-point and 12-point tries and tries assists against Cronulla. Ryan, um, I do think the Raiders could prove tough here. An upset could be on the cards, but super coach wise can we trust these guys this week? Um, look, you can to a degree, but um, honestly, uh, as you mentioned, like down ticks um, for everyone uh, because it's just going to be a pretty tight game against two pretty elite pretty evenly matched it's, teams. It's a watershed, um, isn't it? It's a benchmark game for both teams. It certainly is. And those kind of games never really prove to be uh, big super coach games. Like I, I, one or two guys from either team might end up with, you know, an 80 or a 90 depending, but I, I can't see anyone and I can't say with any real uh, authority who that, who that's going to be. Cause yeah, with teams that are evenly matched, um, yeah, no, it comes down to the day. If you use the vice-captain loophole, some of your favourites in both these teams, you want to use it. And then maybe have Sean Johnson, captain, who's playing next, yep. you know, next, the next game, yeah. couple of games. But, sorry, two games. Absolutely. Hmm. Storm and the Rabbitohs. Tim Glasby starts for Melbourne, which means Christian Welsh goes back to the bench. Matt White... Um, is over his illness, but named 18th man for Souths. A lot of changes. Greg Inglis is back at 5'8". Heimel Hunt at centres. Joe Burgess on the wing. 
Damien Cook gets Cameron McGuinness's role at hooker. McGuinness has been dropped. Kyle Turner's gone back to the bench. Um, there's no Gotchevsky or um, Michael Oldfield, while Luke Kiry's out injured. Tom Burgess um, also back from his suspension via the bench. Cameron Munster is best from Cameron Smith, while Sam Burgess should do well for Souths. But as we've said before and on other shows, all Rabbitohs are risky. Pete, um, we called it last week. This week, more of the same. Laid up on your storm? I think so. Um, that it was just an absolute demolition of the Rabbitohs last week. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get the resignation of Michael Maguire before the season's end. Yeah. Particularly if we get another result like we got on the weekend. And, um, yeah, you expect Vuna, blokes like uh, Munster, you know, he's back. And Vunavalu uh, in particular, Korobiti, the outside backs. So, uh, you'd expect to go very, very well. For, for Souths, um, I've been impressed by Cody Walker all season. He scored some good tries from him. He'd be about the only one I'd be touching there, super coach-wise. They're, they, the side looks a bit better than last week, but in reality, I, you know, I just there's something fundamentally wrong there, and I'll be keeping away from them big time. Yeah, even if you own, I mean, if you own Sam Burgess, you're probably stuck with him. Um, but if you yeah. don't have him, you get, you're happy. Yeah. You're happy because you're not picking him up at this point. Right. Titans and the Warriors. Nathan Peets is uh, back. Robert um, Simple, Ryan Simpkins, I should say, is named 18th man for the Warriors. Nathaniel Roach and Bunty Afoa go onto the bench for Jazz Tavaga and Blake Ashford, who's been named 18th man. Sean Johnson, a great option here, along with Isaac Luke. Both could be captain material realistically. David Fusatua. Bodine Thompson, Simon Mannering, also good, while Ryan James is best for the home side. And Ash Taylor has some upside as well. Ryan, last night, took a lot out of the Gold Coast, I'm pretty sure. Maybe the Warriors are good things here. Yeah, look, you'd be leaning towards them, that's for certain. Um, Look, Johnson, obviously, I I think he's a no... It's like a no-brainer to blame if you have him. Um, And, yeah, Captain Material along with Isaac Luke, is, it's, yeah, certainly a very good, very good option. Um, further Gold Coast, you mentioned um, James and Taylor, both good. I don't think it's going to be as good for guys like um, Ignatius Parsi um, against the Warriors as their, um, as the size and the forwards and their um, defence is, is pretty, pretty good in terms of... Um, Stopping the midfield runs, hmm. so I would say I their, would say their line the, speed, the Warriors' line speed last year was excellent. Guys like McQueen, yeah, James, yeah. like you say, Parsi when he came on, Taya, very good. Yep. All right, Tigers and the Cowboys. Um, this is an interesting one. Jack Littlejohn coming in for the injured Luke Brooks. Uh, still no Robbie Farah and Jonathan Thurston. Also not named, Ray Thompson gets the halfback role ahead of Roy Cost-Jason, but don't be surprised if Cost-Jason starts again, just um, taking the sting out of um, that fire in the opening 20 for Thompson. Michael Morgan's best here from Ethan Lowe and Jason Tamalolo. It's a good matchup for Gavin Cooper, but with no uh, Thurston, he's probably less likely. Aaron Woods, James Tedesco, best for the home side. They do get downgrades, particularly Tedesco. We saw Munster last week. Not doing much against the Cowboys. I'd assume Tedesco will be some somewhere in, along a similar vein. But it is like Hard Oval. You just never know. Um, 
you know, one JT's taken charge, the other JT not on the field, we think. Um, maybe things go a different way to normal expectations there, um, Ryan. Yeah, well, look, um, things can happen. Look, the Cowboys did struggle um, last week a little bit in attack. Um, that's to be expected um, mm. with no um, Thurston. Um, probably a little bit different um, against the Tigers as they're not as good a defensive team as, say, the Storm are. Um, but you just never know what um, the home crowd is going to provide. Uh, but you would probably think that um, guys like uh, Tedesco is going to, is going to be a downgrade um, because the attack's only coming from one person. Um, and that'll be Moses uh, in terms of playmaking. So it, it'll be interesting, but, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably, yeah, if you can, stay away from this game, but just pick if you've got your got your normal uh, Cowboys players, low, low Cooper, Tamalolo, um, and Morgan, you'd play them because, um, because they're classic players and you just never know what they can produce on their day. Yeah, starting them, but maybe with less confidence than usual. Let's look at the Panthers and the Roosters now. Both teams naming the same 17 that had um, or played last week. I was going to say had good victories, but of course Penrith losing at Golden Point. Uh, the Roosters obviously getting that good win. No um, Timurari Martin, although they're saying he could be um, back this week or potentially could play first grade this week. So that's one to watch via our Twitter feed at SuperCoachPros. Must say Isaiah Yo and James Fisher-Harris have been pretty good on the edges, so maybe um, that's keeping Martin out more than anything else. Um, Bryce Cartwright, who remains in the halves, gets a big uptick here, um, should do very, very well. Trent Merrin, Josh Mansour, Matt Moylan, also very good. Boyd Cordner's certainly been a big, uh, having a big impact for the Roosters since coming back from injury. He's their best. Jake Friend, very good last week, should do well again. Sean Kenny Dow um, certainly has the ability to break the line and um, we'll rack up the points super coach wise as well. Pete, the Roosters finally broke through after a number of impressive performances, at least in attack over the past few weeks. They could be a bit of a thorn in this Penrith side who really need a win if they're going to make the top eight. Absolutely. Um, now the, the Roosters have been going close and then you just blew uh, Brisbane off the park, basically. I thought that was the best game that Blake Ferguson had played for a long time mm. and Copley they reckon use his inspiration of uh, being sacked from the from the Broncos for James Roberts to basically turn him into a turnstile. <laughs> um, so he played extremely well, and Latrell Mitchell. You know, you got to give it to this bloke. He's been playing well all year, um, and making his de- debut in round one. So yeah, you'd be looking at blokes like Ferguson and, and Mitchell and Copley uh, to go well, and maybe um, also I've been impressed with uh, Mitchell Pearce. Has been flying a little bit under the radar since he's come back, but he's, he's been going quite well also. Um, but, yeah, I think that Penrith will win this one. It is at home. And, yeah, I, I agree with you about their players as well. Also, particularly Trent Merrin, who's been in dynamic form. I'd expect a, a big, big one from, the, from uh, the captain, Matt Moylan. Yep, yep, I'd have to agree. Let's move on to the tweets now. Of course, you can... Tweet us at SuperCoachPros. Make sure you follow us if you don't already. DomC73 asks, at Supercoach Pros, Mannering or Bodine Thompson? Let's look at 
how the predictor uh, weighs it up. Mannering, um, 63.8 this round, 60.6 next round, 63.2 in round 24. Very consistent lines there, 64 and 61.5. You know, the predictor generally with those sort of players gets it pretty much spot on. Thompson, a little bit more uh, potential for, um, I guess, being a bit erratic. But still pretty good, all things considered. 65.2 in round 22, 61.2 round 23. A nice finish to the Supercoach season. 69.2, 73.8 and 77.9. I know there's, you know, a lot of it relies on Sean Johnson. He's been in pretty good Nick um, Ryan. But Bodine Thompson is outpointing Mannering at least on um, those those points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh well, they always say you can't really argue with stats. So, um, even when really a sure. even when a foe played there, I mean, a foe put up massive numbers. It was all a lot of it's you know just Johnson's ability with the ball. Yeah, that's right. Um, and obviously, that's you likes to attack with on that side of the field as well. Um, I, I yeah, I've got no no nothing else to add to that. I, I think it just it says what it says, and Thompson. Looks like he's got him outpoint mannering for the last couple of rounds. Yeah, well, that's a couple more tweets along this theme. David Spadaro at Spazzed81 with fading trades. Who to purchase Thompson or roll the dice with Barber? Barber, round 22, 57.7. Round 23, 60.7. Uh, round 24, 68.9. Behind Thompson, all those, but then round 25, that's where you get the uptick. 81, potential for more. Great matchup there. And rounds 26 back down to 52.1, of course. The Roosters have been playing well of late, too. So that 81 is questionable. They do have... The Sharks do have teams like the Dragons and the Rabbitohs coming up that, although they've been reasonable against fullbacks, probably won't be as much. Pete, um, yeah, this is this is a tougher one, I think, Thompson or, or Barber, and different yeah. positions, you know. Yeah, it is always hard to compare. How do you compare, like, a... A forward to to uh, a fullback like that. I've been really impressed with uh, Ben Barber this year, and I think uh, Cronulla up the top of the comp well, sitting you know very close to the top now after that draw last night. Um, the stats wise are pretty close as well. But I would be very tempted to go with Barber at this time of the year. I think you're looking to maybe take a slight risk, uh, like his terminology, a roll the dice. I think that um, that's where I'd be going. Um, it showed last week with the outside backs scoring some good points. And I think that, uh, well, you said with, with Barbara, I think he'll still go large uh, later in the season. And I think he'd be the way to go. There's no doubt. Very good question, though. There, there's no doubt that the um, centres and wingers or the fullbacks have that ability to go very large, as we see when we read out the wraps. But they also have got the lower floors. So Ryan will flip the switch on it. With, you know, under the radar, asking, I haven't got Barber yet, and I've only got one trade left. Can I? I can afford him this week only by trading out Bodine Thompson. Do I do it? Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. Hmm. Um, Barber is. Uh, well, look, I'm just gonna say he's not. Not as consistent as Thompson would be. Um, yes, he has the potential for massive upsides. Yeah. And, but, and 
it, not having the choice, just having the choice, as we just spoke about, and Pete said, oh, oh, well, I'll go barber because I like that upside. But this is more than that, isn't it? Because this is about trading your last trade for someone who may not even outperform the guy you, you're trading out. Yeah, look, I tell you what, it, it's a big risk to do so. You may well get rewarded and look like a bloody genius doing so, or you trade me out and then... Three, you know, two weeks later, you're just going, "Why the hell did I do that?" There's, um, not, yeah, there's not a lot of upside yeah. to trading Barber in at this point. I think yeah. the boat, yeah. you know, unless the you, ship sailed. Unless you're chasing hard. Yeah, the ship, the ship, I think might have sailed. Bodine Thompson, look, we're we're always nervous about the Warriors this time of year. They've been in every game up to this point. That's a good sign. Even if they do fall away um, and not make the eight, it probably won't be. You know, losing by 50, like we're seeing teams like Souths go through in the Knights. So, from that perspective, I think you can trust him enough. You're going to need that trade. Someone's going to go down. A big name's going to get injured still, unfortunately. Um, I'd probably keep my trade to the bitter end um, or close enough to. At Drew Jono asks, at Supercoach Pros, captains thinking VC are back against a team that licks points and a captain forward against a tough team. Work for me with Fafita. What are your thoughts, Pete? I'll toss it to you first. Uh, a bit of uh, Supercoach strategy. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, thinking back to last week again with, um, with the Raiders up against South. Um, and thinking about also not only just Rapana and Croker up against South, but also Trebojevic, who didn't he didn't score a try against um, Newcastle, but ended up scoring a hundred points, uh, which is a very good score, of course. Um, with the uh, so I, the captain forward against a tough team, I think that makes sense as well, um, as it often brings out the best in terms of, um, of the forwards' performance. Um, yeah, so I think the, the strategy is a, is a good one. It's um, certainly, and Fafita is a very good, good example, as the listener has, uh, has given. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Ryan, if you're looking for this forward this week, I mean, I know we read out some good captain's options you know, at the start of the round. Pete's given some good options potentially for your backs. Um, how are you shaping it up? Um, well, look, for the, with a back vice-captain, um, look, I, I, we mentioned that game before, um, with the Sharks and the Raiders, and I think, um, if you want a vice-captain, one of the Raiders backs, uh, so Croker, Blaylua, or Rapana, um, versus a, you know, a forward in a tough, you know, versus a forward in a tough game, I'm going to use the same game. And then you have a look at someone like Wade Graham. Yeah, so you'd probably want your vice captain from maybe the, the Bulldogs if you're going to put your captain as a shark, because obviously you've got to you can't have them in the same game. Or you yeah, do of a course, vice of captain. I was just saying picking the same game. So yes, um, if you're picking a back from that game to be your vice captain, versus if you're picking a forward from that game to be yeah, your yeah, right. I like I like the dogs game. And I think that gives you options there. It's also you've got the Storm. You could pick a guy like Jesse Bromwich or Cameron Smith there or Tahu Harris. 
um, and it gives you a couple of options as well as, as Ryan was saying as a back potentially from the Sharks Raiders or the Knights Bulldogs um, we definitely found you know Andrew Fafita showed it on the on the weekend you know you want the forwards generally do better super coach wise in those games where it doesn't go too wide too too early and they get taken off and play less game time because their team's winning by so many final tweet um, we go back to David Spadaro second question out of curiosity what NRL club has the highest total averaging starting 17 well I can tell you points per game and this is the entire 17 the Storm lead the way this year with 859.68 from the Raiders 853 then the Sharks 812 and the Panthers also just over 800 Um, down the other end are teams like Dragons Tigers and the Seagulls uh, even the Roosters and Titans are all there around that 730 to 750 mark. And way back behind them are the Eels at 707. And then very last is the Knights, 639. Um, for opponents, the Sharks are the hardest team to score Supercoach points against. 680 points total there from the Storm, 690. So the top two are not only the best two teams in the competition, you know, when wins and losses, but they're also the hardest to score super coach points against. And so are the next two, the Cowboys 710 and the Raiders 720. In the reverse, even though the Tigers are vying for a top eight role, they're 820, they're second last from the Knights 914. And the Titans, 805, they're third worst for leaking super coach points, even though they're in the top eight and look like they're going to go all the way um, and make it there. So that's an interesting one. Um, but certainly the top four, very, very similar indeed. Guys, that uh, does it for the show. That's been one jam-packed. Pete, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, always. And good luck, of course, Thursday night. Yeah. Need it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, thank you. We've got the big game on Sunday, of course. Another must-win, I, I guess. Um, you know, Maybe can afford to drop one more, but, geez, it'd be nice to get this one. Yeah, they're all must-wins, I'm afraid. <laughs> and um, being assured, Andrew, who's, who's, who is back, he just was unavailable tonight, will be back with us next week. Of course, Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care will also be back with us next week where we do it all again. And it'll be Supercoach finals time. Only a month to go after this week. Can you believe it? I am Paulie G. Make sure you download the podcast on the iTunes or at www.supercoachpros.com and follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. And we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye for now.